Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I have one of my amazing reactive redefined students with me tonight, and she's going to talk all about her favorite subject, and that is her reactive dog. Okay, so without further ado, Elizabeth, you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Tell them just a little bit about you, where you're located, and then let's talk about your girl. Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to be on this podcast after listening to it for months and it's just like so cool. <laughs> um so I'm Elizabeth and my dog is Jackson. She's my crazy girly. Um we are currently in Washington, about an hour north of Seattle. A fun fact about you, you are a traveling nurse, so that's why you're yes. currently where you are, but you yes. move a lot. Which is super challenging because she is reactive, has separation anxiety and like can be anxious. And so it's like Every time we move, we are taking some steps back, which is why kind of we have been getting more support from the online classes to the like real life class. Um, yeah. So it's just been helpful with that. But yes, we move around. There's a lot of challenges with that and you're doing your best. Okay. So let's talk about Jackson. So describe what she looks like to everybody. So she is like, I'm five two and she's waist height she's black and brown brindle with three white paws and a white spot on her chest with the cutest floppy ears in the world she's about 65 pounds which is like half my size and <laughs> makes walks so interesting but she's the cutest baby in the world oh my god okay and she's how old she's a, probably she's close to two years two okay so tell everybody how jackson came into your life Jackson walked herself into my life. I was walking my best friend's dog, Ella's dog. Shout out to Ella, the OG, the best who got me to disorderly dogs. Uh, so I was walking her dog and Jackson came up to us at Jackson Lake, um, which is how she got her name. And at first I was like, I don't know, you get out of here. You could be, I don't know who you are. And then she followed us for two miles. And by the end of the two miles, I decided she was going to be my problem. Um, I was actually visiting in New Mexico and I was living in New Jersey. And so I had to figure out how to get her back to New Jersey. So I ended up leaving because I was just visiting. And then I drove back across the country three weeks later to pick her up. And that is how it all began. She just shows you. She's like, um, excuse me, you can, you're going to be my person now, right? (laughs) This person, I, I pick you. And I don't know, like, what her, it's hard to not know what her background was and, like, where we were. She could have easily been, like, left by somebody, but she also, like, acts like somebody's outside dog sometimes that may have escaped. Today, I have a six foot fence. She got her paw on top of the fence chasing a squirrel today. Oh I'm my not God. <laughs> easily escape from somebody's house and. Um, but nobody claimed her at the shelter. And I was like, I hope you're not somebody's like cherished baby, but she's your yeah. cherished baby now. Now my cherished baby, my, my cuckoo banana. <laughs> oh my God. So everyone, before we started recording, we were talking about how Jackson is just a full throttle girl. Right. <laughs> and you know, it's like, um, she is amazing in so many ways, but she is also not going to slow down and make it easy, right? She, you really got to rise to the occasion for her, don't you? 100%. I never, I mean, like, I didn't know dogs like this were a thing before. <laughs> and uh, I do now. I very oh, much know. Oh, my gosh. And that's all, all, all of the good, like, dog people come into my circle is because they have this dog that they didn't know that dogs could, like, be this crazy. And then you're like, oh, I guess we have to do something about this now. <laughs> yeah. Oh we had God. poodles that were angel babies. Oh, my nothing, God. Nothing like this I could do. Oh, my God. Okay. So let's talk about the facets of her reactive behavior. So do you want to just kind of give everybody a rundown of... Well, okay. So hold on. Let me back up. When you finally like came back and you adopted her after no one claimed her, did you start to see this behavior like right away or it kind of started to slowly 
manifest itself. So it's like a, I feel like it was a slow manifestation. So when, when I got her, she did okay with Ivy. Um, actually had her in the backyard at Ella's house and she and Ivy would play and Jackson's older than Ivy. And so that would, they would like play and Jackson was like kind of crazy, but they were like, okay. So then three weeks go by and I had her staying at a Rover's place to take care of her because I needed somebody to take care of her. And I know that she was outside for the majority of the time next to a fast road chained or like, you know, and their three dogs were inside and I can just like envision them charging out of the trailer and like going crazy. And so also when I picked her up, she had some like pretty, not a lot of scars, but like she had a pretty good one on her belly and a couple. So I feel like that did not help. So then driving across the country, she was an angel. She was great. And then I find out later that she's also the most car reactive. Anyway, um, so then now I'm trying to think. So I feel like it just like slowly built from there where I don't even remember her. And so I got her. And then about two weeks later, I moved to my first travel assignment up in Maine. And it was like I didn't have dogs for her to interact with, but I saw her like just like the normal dogs passing. And so then it was like, oh goodness, this is like a lot. And um by then I had already been listening to your podcast a lot. And um Ella was giving me all the tips that she could. She was like, try these like pattern games. And when the dogs see like teaching, coaching me all the way through, like when you see the dog, give a treat, give it like, as soon as I see him, give a treat. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. But it was like so much. And then and like just slowly her reactivity inside to everything. I have no idea how I survived. I literally look back and I'm like, how did I do that? <laughs> I was working night shift and in school. And I was like, how did I do that? I literally, anyway. So um it was kind of like me learning what those behaviors were as well as her developing slowly. Like I developed slowly and she kind of like reinforced while I didn't know, but also like already was because she was like a hundred percent used to doing her own thing. She was, I don't know how long she was on her own, but she definitely like is like, I am independent and she's currently barking at the neighbor dogs. <laughs> oh no, she's not. Oh, maybe it's not. Um, so it's like, she definitely is an independent girl and makes her own decisions. And so that her transitioning to be like, okay, no, we're a team now is different. It was a slow transition, right? Like you both had a lot of things to learn. A hundred percent. Me, well, maybe both of us the same, but I feel like me more. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So Jackson is reactive to dogs on leash she's she's quite dog social but when she doesn't get to greet them it like creates a lot of feelings correct and something is on the other side of the fence so i'm slightly distracted sorry and she's okay. going a little bit whack um but now we have her in and the treat scatters so that's how we're gonna stay mission um, accomplished mission accomplished and we're also going to do something to chew. Anyway, so she's reactive to dogs only. She's pretty dog social. She doesn't, she gets overstimulated with dogs and doesn't really know how to read behavior well. And so we'll continue to play beyond that dog's, um, like their first warning cues until they're like, Hey, fuck off. And then <laughs> she's like, uh, then it's like variable on whether or not she's going to listen. Sorry for all the noise. I'm just trying to grab something for her to chew. And so. She's social. She does really love to play. And she's, she's hesitant on first greeting. And then she's like, let's go. Um, so like it, there is a little bit of a, like a back off, uh, don't come at me attitude sometimes. And sometimes it's like, Oh, I'm scared. And then sometimes it's like, let's go. Um, but I don't know if that's like from like the dogs coming at her when she was outside. I have all sorts of fears. Anyway. Dogs unleash squirrels, anything that moves, cars, people. She's actually pretty good at bikes. She's never reacted to a bike, and so I make sure that that never happens. So now she's really good at them. Um, 
that's like her outside reactivity. Inside react, oh, super sound reactive, like any dog barking. I currently have a fan on. I don't have the TV on just for like the podcast, but normally I have the TV on and a fan on um, at all times because it's like I can't constantly train. So I need to do a little managing. I left you something over there. Go find it. Go yeah, find it. absolutely. Absolutely. So Jackson is young. She's boisterous and she's got a lot of big feelings about a lot of things. Yes. Oh my yes. God. Oh my God. Okay. So I love shout out to Ella, right? Like having dog friends is the best, right? Who can like help support you and guide you in these things. Okay. Did you work with a trainer before we worked together? No, I did not. So I started out with the mini course and then it was helpful. And then I went to the um, self paced content. And that was, that was super helpful. So then by the time we got to the class, we had a really good foundation of like, like I felt like the reason I went into the class was because it was just like, I just need some more support. And also having the confirmation that I was doing it right. And that we were going to eventually make progress with this method. And like, that was super helpful because it it was like, yes, we, I've watched these videos, but like the, the little tweakings that of, of that, like of the feedback that you give has been super helpful. And, um, that was like, yeah. Right. Right. So, and that's, you know, I think that the self-guide is, is such a nice, like in between, right. Cause we were kind of in between rounds and we had like a, just a one, one-on-one call, right. Like we kind of talked right. through a couple yeah. of things, but I got to give you some credit because you really took all of the information that you learned in the self-guided course and you implemented it so nicely. Right. So like, like you're saying, right. By the time you came to the full program, you already had a lot of functional skills, right? Like you were already. I mean, your ability to handle and manage this dog, like <laughs> seriously, that takes pros a long time to figure out. And you, you really like, you just, st- you rose to the occasion, right? So you were doing well, a lot of, <laughs> oh my God, right? You had no choice. Um, yeah. But right, you were doing a lot of good things well. And, you know, because of the nature of your life and your career, right? It's not like you could commit to like working with someone in person a lot because you move around so much. Right. Right. Okay. So let's talk about kind of where you feel like you were at before you joined Reactive Redefined, right? Like you had the self-guided course, you had some of those skills. So let's kind of talk about that. So like you had some functional skills and they were working, Mm -hmm. but let's talk about how we've been able to make those small tweaks. So let's talk about some of her reactivity particularly in the backyard um so all our backyards have been different in the different places that we've lived but consistently there's a dog nearby that she can see or almost get to and so like that frustration has been hard the first place we lived there was two dogs that lived there um one that she could see from the window and so like this is like before the class and I and before the self-guided portion. One thing I just love about like the, well, we'll get there. Um, so at the first place that we lived, she could see the dog from the window. And every time that it, they were out, it was like a big, big reaction, a lot of barking, a lot of frustration. And she'd like run. And um, that was hard too, because she could see fast cars. I had to, I actually blocked her from that room in the beginning because it was just such like it was I had no idea like a simple window could be the biggest deal to a dog like that was never a thing and I was like oh my gosh this is wild I have a wild I have a wild animal in my house anyway (laughs) (laughs) so like before the class reactivity in the backyard anything she didn't understand leashes either so it was like I'm being restrained. This is so frustrating. I hate this. And that would just like escalate her all the way. Um, Trying to think of our various backyards. That was kind of like the baseline backyard brain of Jack. Very intense. Quick to just go right over threshold. Maybe stay there for a while before she really comes back. And like anybody walking around the house, because our landlords, it was a farm and our landlords would like walk they eventually got sheep and ducks and it was like, oh my God. 
wild. It was wild for a while. Um, <laughs> anyway, they would walk around anytime they walked around. Anytime I shared a garage with the person that lived below us, like anytime any human, it was like the biggest alert barking, the biggest like, oh my God, there's people. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, a lot of exclamation points in her repertoire. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I think that's the only punctuation she has. Right. Just like a ton of exclamation points. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So you've worked on a lot of skills since then, right? Obviously one of those is management, right? Like you've gotten much better about limiting her access to things, right? Like gating off certain windows using window film, right? So like you definitely were able to troubleshoot some of those things, like when you weren't going to be training, but we also were able to open up just a little bit more of her repertoire to like do other things in a backyard that aren't like being super extra right like maybe reining it in just a little bit right so had you worked on stationing you'd worked on stationing with her before you joined the group coaching right yeah I'm it was me I was the problem with stationing because I get bored doing it (laughs) I'm not gonna make you do it so we had done a little bit um and I had her before the class I had her stationing for I had her stationing for dinner, nothing else really, just, just stationing for. Right. So she had a little bit of a foundation for it. Right. And something Mm -hmm. that I encourage you to work on, right. Was not only getting more duration with it, right. Like her ability to maintain for longer, but also working on that in the backyard, right. Which is not an easy thing to ask of her. And something that I think you both benefited from right was just like a slight tweak of like I didn't want you to work on like asking her to stay and you moving around a lot what I wanted you to do is literally just sit in a chair next to her (laughs) and just ask her to stay there and hang there with her with you right (laughs) which is is not an easy task and not one that she probably would have been able to provide previously right but she's making extraordinary progress, right? Even when the neighbor dogs are out. And that doesn't mean that she's perfect, but her ability to maintain and kind of rein it in and stay in a stationary place has come a long way. Oh my gosh, yes. It Right now, before, when we moved here, this is like a month's progress. If she was out, I would let her be out by herself, but like she would either dig or just be restless. And like, if I was like, okay, well, we need to go on a walk or whatever. But like, you know, I'd just let her out. And um, I, since doing training and stationing outside, we can sit out there and I'll, she'll weigh out there. She's like, oh, I love this. And so then I can leave her out for longer because I know she's not destroying rented property. And she loves it. She wakes me up in the morning to just go lay in the sun. And I'm like, I could have, I could I could be sleeping, but anyway, <laughs> um, yes, no, literally just a month of the stationing practice in, and it's like, yeah, we train and we practice, but it's so rewarding that when we're not training, she's doing that behavior and she's like, oh, this is a calm place. Oh, this is a resting thing. Oh, I can do this. I know what to do in this place now. And so that's yeah. been so nice. <laughs> so nice. Yes. And it's like for her as an individual, those like settled behaviors, those so relaxing hard. behaviors just don't come naturally to her for oh, whatever no. reason. Right. Like I'm sure that there's a lot of contributing factors to that, but like she's a mm-hmm. very uh, hypervigilant dog, right? Like she's moving, she's constantly All looking, she's doing All things. That. And it's, it's so beautiful to see that like by just working on the stationing, we kind of like helped open up a possibility for her that she really hadn't considered before. Like, actually, you can just be outside and you can just lay and chill. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, like a light bulb went off in her brain. She's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, hypervigilant and like walks we've started working on just like simple things like um, walking next to me from and switching from side to side. And I find that like there's times where she's just, scanning 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 looking for things and then those and there's like not nothing there so I know that if I'm asking for Haver she actually could do it but like it's helping her to just relax and also like waiting at corners to cross it's just helping bring that hyper vigilance to a manageable sometimes semi-manageable level (laughs) it's helping every little thing helps her and just like those little things of like oh this is what I'm doing okay I didn't know that I could do it this way. Okay. I got it now. I get, I get, I get what we're doing here. 
Right. And I think that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but Jackson is a dog that if you don't give her direction, she's probably going to choose to do things that are not wildly productive for either of you. A hundred percent. And it's not even that, like, it's hard for her to listen. She wants to know what to do. And when she doesn't do it right, as long as she's not, like, in her tunnel vision, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I'm so, Like, she wants to know what to do. And if I'm asking, if I'm teaching her a new trick, she's like, I don't get it, but I'm trying. I'm trying. What is it? What is it you want me to do? <laughs> the cutest thing is she's so responsive. She wants to know what to do. Right. And by doing the training, a lot of the training exercises, that has helped alleviate some of the residual stuff because she's a little less scanny. She's a little less pulley. She's a little less wavering on threshold at all moments, right? Like charging at every dog squirrel car human that we see. Like she does, she's just like, okay, I know I don't, I know that's not the thing. And so like the first time I walked her, it was wild. It was like she, because <laughs> it was terrible. She was like, <laughs> zigging back and forth and pulling and hitting I, the end of the leash and then pulling and hitting the end of the leash. No, no, no. There was no, there was no end of the leash. It was only the end of the leash. There was no relaxing. It was full strength running. Didn't understand that why she was being held back. It was wild. And then Ella was like, let me have the leash. Come here. Let me just show you how to do this because I was at the end of the leash being like, huh, (laughs) what is happening? And she's like, let me show you. This is what you do. And she started with the just like treats every, literally every step. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. And it's like, you know, I think that Jackson is the type of dog that like, she will do what you ask, but you had to do a lot of teaching her the things that we wanted her to do in those oh moments. God. Yes, because she's like, she doesn't know. In the beginning, she did not know that what I was saying mattered. <laughs> she, it doesn't matter. It like, there was no sense to what I was saying. So there was no reason to listen to what I was saying or asking. And so with the constant repetition and the constant, very tiring, but it's paying off. And it's like, there's nothing no way that I couldn't do what I'm doing with her. It's just like, like our walks now are, I'm still as vigilant as she is, but it's doable. It's enjoyable. It is great. I look forward to them. It's not this like huge ordeal because I have the rate of reinforcement. I have the, the value, high, high value stuff that it can be a good time. (laughs) Right. Right. And I, Every week, I'm always impressed with how much easier it's getting for both of you to work together as a team. Because like you said, right, Jackson was just like, no, it's the Jackson show. I'm just going. I'm just doing. Because presumably that was her life before you, (laughs) right? Like that was her norm. Yeah, 100%. Right. So the fact that like you've been able to rein it in even to this level is a huge accomplishment. Right. Because, you know, especially a young dog, especially one as boisterous as her to have all the freedom in the world, presumably not that she was safe, but she perceived that she had all the freedom in the world to then being like, okay, no, but like now you're like a a pet dog and like you kind of have to listen to me more. That was a big ask of her, right. To like make that shift. So much. And she hated when I got her, we did activities every hour. Our first, the first place that we lived Every hour we were doing something because she was not, she did not know how to be inside. And so then there was like the whole like housebreaking and like literally just teaching her how to be inside. <laughs> right. But like every hour. Yeah. Yeah. And like, obviously she still needs a lot of your attention, but I feel like slowly, but surely like she can yeah. handle like being at home and you don't have to like constantly manage her to the same extent. Yeah. Cause it was not just on walks. It was like basically every facet of your day-to-day life with her that she needed your support yes. and guidance. A hundred percent. Oh my God. Okay. So yes. I want to talk about another behavior that we've worked on together and that is her greetings and her overall demeanor when interacting with people who come into your house. Yes. Um, given that she's a super people friendly dog she also doesn't has no chill (laughs) um and so like anytime especially before the class anytime anybody walked through the door it was 
all of the jumping, like all of her, she's 65 pounds. She could push people over she, like, all the jumping. She's also tall. She's as tall as me. I'm five two. She's as tall as me standing. And so she could easily lick people's face, easily push them down. It was just like every, all of everything, hundred percent, all of the reaction, all of the excitement and it didn't stop and it would continue for, and even like, Basically, the duration of the visit, it would just be like she was kind of losing her mind. <laughs> right. Like staying at level 100 the entire time, which is exhausting all around. Right. Not really an exaggeration. <laughs> like if people were to sit down, like people sitting down would ramp her. If she had stopped fixating on them, it was like, oh, my gosh, they're, they're, at, they're at my level now. I could really get their head. And she would just lick people's faces, but like also try to eat their hair. Like I couldn't even sit on the ground when I, when in our first like months together, I couldn't sit on the ground without her like, and she's like fast too. It's like a a puppy bullet coming at you. Oh my God. So the goal was not to change the fact that she was happy to see people. The goal was just to redirect that enthusiasm into just a more productive outlets and also see her like take it down a couple of notches in a little bit more reasonable amount of time. Right. Right. Okay. So we worked on several things, right? One of those being her going and touching, right? Going and touching a hand and then defaulting back to you and using that as a way for her to move through some of that initial search, right? Because you had experimented with some management techniques of like having her on leash, having her like behind a barrier. And that seemed like it was just making it worse, right? It was just like adding to the level of frustration. Is that right? Yeah. I, I was trying to think in our first, we didn't really use the leash was not helpful. I didn't have her behind anything um, because I had listened to your podcast. <laughs> and, um, but I, I tried the leash and I, the thing that really was not working, which I thought would be was the treats. And I would use a lot of food. I would only use food and a leash. I would just use food and a leash to get her, um, to keep her calm. And that was like, it didn't help. And I thought it would. And it didn't, but the touching allows her to release some of the, it allows her to move. It allows her to interact with the person. And it was difficult to have her understand that you can only touch. Like when I say, when I release or they ask, you can only touch. It's not go for the head. And it's not like she, she's just like trying to lick people's faces off. Um, but it's like, that was also a lot of repetitions. And it's hard too with like, I don't have people that can come over all the time, especially as a travel nurse. Like I don't have like foot connections in that place. And so that also made the training hard uh, and it took a long time. Right, right. And, you know, it's one of those two that like, when I remember we had that conversation, right? About like, you're doing a high rate of reinforcement. You're using a lot of treats and like, one, yes, that was a really good thing to try, but we got a lot of data that that wasn't actually helping, right? Like, I mean, it was helping in the fact that like, maybe she was like clobbering guests a little bit less because she was coming back to you for the food, but it right. wasn't leading to her like actually being able to self-regulate and like kind of come a little bit closer to baseline. Not at all. And like, she would, it would, it kept her hype because she was like, people food, people food, people food, people food. <laughs> right, right. There and was no like nothing bring it down a couple of notches. So doing the nose touch and then bridging her into a toy that she can entertain herself with seems Mm -hmm. to be a a much more sustainable recipe, so to speak, for like how to handle when people come over. Right. Mm -hmm. Very much so. And so to the, we don't, we still don't have a lot of the visitors, but I actually do have somebody that can come over now and he's able to, um, he is also really good at greeting dogs. And so it helps. Well, it helps. Actually, actually there was so, there was a learning curve there. There was some coaching, but he loves her so much and is like wants to interact so he can like they I don't know. It's just gotten really easy when he comes over. Right, right. And she's not staying at level 100 for so long. Oh, she's coming no. back down and, way faster. Yeah. Oh my God. And before you moved, right, this recent move, you had an opportunity, right, where you were before to do a lot of repetition of that, right? Because you had more people over and she made a lot of progress in that way too. Yeah. Uh Yeah. 
that was where we really like started breaking through to her like hey this is this is uh not how we do it we're gonna do it different (laughs) right like we love that you're so excited but also rein it in little girl everybody loves you too everybody loves you too i know you love them and everybody loves you but this is painful (laughs) right right and it's not easy, right? When you have a dog who basically has no pre-programmed chill to like work on bringing yeah. those things into the, into the equation. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So I want to talk about another facet of her reactivity that you have been working very hard on and you're starting to see some progress on. And that is the fast moving cars. Oh my gosh. A lot of big feelings about fast moving cars oh. and just kind of, you've had to out of necessity because your new living situation, you just there are more busy roads that you can't always avoid. Do you want to speak mm-hmm. to that just a little bit? Yeah. So in the first house we lived in, like I said, there was like a busy road. So it was probably like a quarter of a mile away. It was, it was not close and she could see them and she would react big time. Um, and so that's when I knew that that was a problem and coming here, we've been here a month and the progress that uh, like just the feedback from the videos has helped me so much but it's so encouraging i i have been meaning to get you one or we're like loosely swap loose leash walking and it's still a high rate of reinforcement but she can do it i also have been able to use like our normal walk treats instead of the pepperoni sometimes and so like it's just been so much better so we started out and it was like constant leash tension constantly a hair's breath from losing her mind and she would pull she pulled me into the street a couple times and it was just so difficult and very discouraging and there's literally no way to not go on these busy roads on our neighborhood walks but then like trying to get in the car and get somewhere else is also a huge reaction like there was there was nothing but thankfully by this time I have been through enough of the program to have like patience with these challenges so 100% recommend just for the human patient side um but <laughs> it was really difficult and we did small spurts as small as we could and then we'd like duck into a quiet street and then but like we have to do it every day multiple times a day and that repetition and that reinforcement but also making sure that i have something good enough uh, has been the most helpful you know yeah and but I just really like, feel like no. all the skills that you've been practicing as far as like her dog reactivity you were able mm-hmm. to like we just molded those just a little bit right to accommodate mm-hmm. like how we need them to functionally work we were able to yeah. use like very similar skills and just transition them to what was mm-hmm. happening with yeah. the fast moving cars right and I especially like the most recent video that you uploaded right like she's sitting stationary there are fast moving mm-hmm. cars and she's like you can tell she's like okay but they're moving mother yeah and uh, reinforcement okay they're moving mother but like just even yes. her ability in those moments to even think about making a choice that isn't mm-hmm. lunging chasing yeah. the cars is huge progress yes huge yes. progress yeah because she it's like I think it is stressful for her and she doesn't feel safe and so the video I uploaded that was me actually challenging her that we don't walk on that road because that's a really that's way too fast but we will walk to that road um and I'll have her sit there for a minute maybe two and I ask her to sit at my feet, which we already had practiced that inside. We already had that behavior. And she feels better when she knows that I'm behind her, when she can feel me behind her. I can tell, like, she's not able to do that standing. So I ask her to sit right at my feet with me. She can, she's on my feet. Um, so she can feel me there. She knows I'm there. I've got her back. Nothing's coming behind her. And then a super high rate of reinforcement, but like she can do it. And so we, that, I didn't do that when we started here, like just the road outside of our driveway was enough of a challenge. So I, I didn't start that until a couple of weeks ago. Um, but that's how I'm like trying to continue to, cause she's, she's more comfortable. She's more comfortable on our, on our normal walk. But I know that now the car, I would say the cars are going probably 30 miles an hour. Like, I'm not even talking like 50, I'm talking 30 miles an hour. <laughs> like, she can do those. It's definitely a like, hey, I'm supposed to get something. 
for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but now I'd say on that like faster road, they probably go like 45. Um, and that's how I'm like trying to work ourselves a little closer. Because I know there's going to be a time that we're going to have to do something that we haven't done before. And I want to be prepared for a challenging situation. <laughs> that, okay, like, and I love how I love how you had no previous training experience, right? Yeah. Like you'd had dogs, but like easy dogs. It's not like you really had to do that much training. And yeah. I love so much how you have absorbed the splitting steps, right? Like, okay, 30 miles an hour. Okay. 45 miles an hour. Okay. Faster moving cars. I love so much how you have, have, have absorbed that and realized that like, those are the milestones we need to work towards, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can't just expect her to go from like 30 mile an hour cars to 60 mile an hour cars and that just be fine. Right. Like, so do you yeah. want to speak to that just a little bit, right? Like, I guess kind of that concept of like those gradual steps towards the yeah. outcome. Yeah. So how that's looked with Jackson, like, again, at the window, we were talking about this with the dogs, like, we have a really challenging situation to get out to go on a walk, which then it makes the walk harder because she's like at 150 in the first minute. So one of the things I'm like constantly like, okay, well, like dogs are going to do what's easy. Dogs are going to do what works. Like you say, like, that's what they do. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is too hard. Cause I even tried like with the dogs out being outside in front of our house. And that's too hard with peanut butter. Like she can barely take the peanut butter. So it's like, okay, we need to, we need to step it all the way back. We need to come back inside. And I have, I manage that window that she can see those dogs. So I was like, okay, we'll take away the management for a, a little bit of training during the day and put it back when we're not, but just breaking it down to smaller. And also I, part of the like smaller, easier, make it doable is the duration. And I'll like, again, with like the fast cars, we only do a short amount of time because I feel like I'll, I don't want to lose it. Like I don't want to lose what she's learning. If she's sitting there too long, I know she's going to break. It's too much. So it's like, we're not going to lose what we are learning here. We are going to do a short time. We are going to do. And like by this time too, I've learned her literally like the height of her ears. Is what oh I my God, like, right? How fast she's looking around, how fast she's looking back at me. It's like, okay, you looked back at me really fast. Let's make it a little longer before the next reinforcement. You're having a lot of trouble looking at me. We're going to go, we're going to do a lot of treats and maybe it's time to be done. And so this like, making it easier, more distance from the thing she wants to react to, more higher rate of reinforcement, just making it easier, getting away, being inside if we need to, or just shortening the time that she's exposed to the things is kind of how the splitting has worked, how we've done that with her. Right, like the insane flow chart that's constantly happening in your brain about like, okay, she did this, I need to do that. She did that, I need to do this, right? And honestly- it's, the idea of somebody else walking her that's never walked her, I'm like, oh my gosh, they would both die. They'd both be dead. <laughs> they would both be run over <laughs> because like, it's the flow chart. It's like, okay, I know it's literally the milliseconds that she's telling me and that between things that she does, it's like, okay, that was good. She's feeling good. We're going to, we're going to grow. Okay. She's not feeling good. We need to make this easier. This is too hard. I don't want her to break like her attention with me, her walking next to me and reinforce the negative behavior and practice the charging and practice the reacting. Like, I don't want that. So we're going to make it easier. We're going to prevent that. And then like kind of not over managing. I'm also like, okay, am I making it too easy? I don't want to make it too easy. And then I don't know. It's a constant flow sheet. It's constant. Oh my God. Right. Right. <laughs> Which I mean, seriously, kudos to you. You have risen to the occasion, right? Like it is not an easy thing, but you are a Jackson expert, right? And like oh, yeah. your ability to adapt and respond to how she's behaving is mm-hmm. admirable. Truly. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm saying so many trainers work years to get to that level of handling. Well, she's like amazingly, she's an amazingly smart dog. And so bright and so attentive to me at times. Like she wants to do the right thing that 
And she learns so fast that that has, I have to give some credit to her because she does learn fast and she's crazy, but she's, she's amazing. She's great. And, right. But she's just hella trainable, right? Like, yeah, a hundred. Yeah. Very much. So. Oh my God. Okay. So, um, okay. So let's talk about the self-guided and let's talk about the, the current round of reactive redefine that you're a part of. Okay. So when you enrolled in the self-guided, right? So everybody we have, you can access all of the content and reactive redefine without actually joining the program, right? You can just do the self, the self-guided version. Do you want to talk about like maybe some of the standouts that you learned from that before you joined the coaching program? Okay. That was so mind opening. That was like, I was like, oh my gosh, it's doable. Oh my gosh. It's, I know what to do. Like, oh my gosh, that's what this means. It was like, that's actually when we began stationing when I did that, but everything that I learned in there was necessary. (laughs) I don't even know how to like verbalize (laughs) how helpful it was because I didn't know how to do these things. I actually had like growing up, we used to watch some of those dog training shows where they're like, I don't know, a lot of use of like prone collars and like a lot of maybe negative correction. So I didn't know how to do, I didn't know how to walk a dog on a leash. Like, I know it's like walking, but I didn't know how to walk her on a leash. Um, and I didn't know how to do the triggers on leash of like, just like the looking at that, getting distance and all the, and the high value stuff. I remember one video where Steph has roast beef and I'm like, that's what I need. Um, (laughs) You're asking about a standout moment. I was like, roast beef. That was, um, (laughs) and yeah, I don't even know how to like summarize. It was very, it would changed. It kind of changed everything. Not to be dramatic, but it like, it did. (laughs) And like giving you a framework of understanding of things that seem so perplexing, right? Without understanding. And you read it and you're like, oh, or you watch the videos. You're like, okay, that makes so much sense. But I, I didn't know those things. And like, like dogs learning, like how they learn. And, and there was things that I was like, oh, it makes sense to like getting her to stop pulling on leash. I can't remember what I was doing, but I thought that it would make sense to her. And then like stopping when she's pulling so that that doesn't, she doesn't be reinforced. She doesn't get what she wants by pulling. It makes sense, but I didn't know. And what I, I, what I was doing, I thought made sense to her, but it didn't make sense to her. I can't remember what I was doing. I think I was just asking. I don't remember what I was doing, but it didn't make sense to her. I thought it made sense, but it didn't. Right. I think I was just making her come. I don't remember. I think I was making her come back or something, or I was just like pulling back. I was probably pulling back to get her to stop pulling, like pulling her all the way to me, getting her a treat. And then she'd run to the end of the leash, you know? Um, But you were doing your best, right? It's like, until you know, like, I didn't know. I didn't know. But like, then the transition to the class, I felt like it was great to have some practice, especially with Jackson, because she needs a lot of repetition to change. She has some very programmed, very rehearsed habits. And so the, the practice of, and my handling skills was, it was really helpful to have that. But what I loved about the class was that like, you don't have to have that to go in because while it's a group class, you get the individual attention for that dog's specific like spot where they are in their training, where they are in their learning. And it's like, everybody's going through the same thing, which is nice, but then like you're, you have the material, but it's like, like I, I had done the self-paced course, which was really nice for me, but I liked that the course was set up that you didn't have to do that. Right. Right. Exactly. Helpful. Yeah. Without. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, and then do you want to talk about the group calls? Yeah. What's your favorite part of the so, group calls? I, I really like the group calls. We all talk about wins and challenges and go over videos of that we've submitted that week. Um, but it's nice. What I, I also like, so it, like 
the companion, the camaraderie, the like, we're all going through the same shit. That's been nice. Um, but I also like seeing the techniques and also like you're hearing things that you didn't know to ask. You're hearing things. You're like, Oh, I, we, you're doing that. What was the, what was the thing that, um, Oh, the de- deconditioning the collar grab. I didn't yes. think to do that. I had never thought to do that, but somebody else brought it up in the class and it was like, Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. I'm definitely going to do that. Um, cause there's times that she's barking at the fence and I don't want to scare her. She does get scared if I like run up behind her or grab her collar suddenly. So I don't want to scare her. Um, but that has been like really helpful because things will come up. Other people will have issues or, and also watching other people's videos is nice because you're like, Oh, okay. This was, I see this. You can see it better. You can see it better when you're not in the moment and watching my videos back. I like watching my videos back, (laughs) Um, but like watching other people's videos, watching my own videos and like seeing it is so much easier when you're not in the flow sheet, in the constant, like in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, you were so great, right? About getting videos, no matter where you were, you had somebody you could oh ask gosh. to get videos, right? So I could see what was happening in real time. And it was super helpful, right? Because it's like, sometimes it's just like one of those small tweaks or pivots. It's like, okay, do right. this. It makes the world of difference. Right. Like instead of hand feeding, do a find it. Instead of find it, hand feeding, right? Yes. Give her less leash, yes. just move by, right? So mm-hmm. it made it really easy to for me to coach you specifically about like those small little tweaks that you could make, right? And like I said, mm-hmm. yet your handling, wow, honestly, I was very impressed when I started seeing those videos of you out there in the world with her, right? But it's like, <laughs> yes, but even those packs. small tweets yeah. can make it better, right? Can make it so it's, much better. It's, it's so true, but it also like has been helpful. Like your encouragement is also really nice to hear. It's like, okay, I know this is difficult. And just knowing that like, yes, we're doing it right when it's... It, it's, it just makes me feel better. I'm like, okay, so she's just having a hard time. I'm not doing it wrong. She's having a hard time and we're going to get through it. And that's been really nice too. Right. Because sometimes you can't control everything, right? Like no, exactly. the, the reactive dog in the fence line right in front of your house, right? Like you can't control that, right? Surprise. All you can do. Didn't used to be there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like all you can do is your best in those moments. Right. And it's like, you know, obviously under the right conditions, you both can slay, you can keep her under threshold, but there's not always perfect conditions. And that's just the world that we live in. So, right. And I love that you took me on all of those places, right? Like, okay, we're just out in the world. This is happening. And you really made the most of the program because not only, right, did you have really good questions, you always participate in the group calls, but you got me videos every single week. Right. Mm-hmm. So that it was really easy to be like, okay, this is looking good. You're on the right track. Keep doing it. Nope. This is, let's try changing this. Let's yeah. do it this way. Right. And I think that. so helpful. And they're weekly and that's really nice too. Um, the other thing that like, I sometimes had walking her can be dangerous with cars. And so it's like hard and like managing leash dog treats phone is hard. So there were some weeks that like we did videos where I could prop up my phone, but like, the nature of the work that she needs, but also the way that the course is set up. It's like, it's fine if you don't have walking because you're, you're practicing the behaviors. You're practicing the things. It's fine if you're not getting like out on a walk or out on an adventure videos. Like there were a couple of weeks that we just did backyard videos and like inside reactive videos. So it's like, yeah. And it's nice, right? Cause in the group calls, it's like, we were talking about this in the last group call, like just cause you didn't video, it doesn't mean that doesn't still count, yes. right? Like, yes. You're still out there. You're still doing it. But even if you don't have video, we can still talk about it. Right. Exactly. So it's like, it, it's not just relying on you getting me video. It's also, us just like catching up and being like, okay, how did it go this week? Right. Like, yeah. Oh, you, maybe you could try doing this or this right. In that scenario. Right. right? So, and I think it's nice too, right? Because then we have an opportunity to talk about like what's fresh on your mind, right? Like this is what happened on today's walk, right? Like this is the ridiculous that ensued today. This was the chaos that Jackson gave me today. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So how are you feeling about the future for you and Jackson? It's like Jackson is not easy and she's not going to be easy anytime soon. But the fact that, like, she's getting easier. We're getting more skills. She's walking 
normally we can have a calm walk. We can have a safe walk. Like that makes me feel so good. And knowing also that like, also when the class ends, it's not like you forget her. I can schedule another call and be like, SOS. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like, that's also really nice too, because you know her. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I feel empowered because I know what to do. And I know that repetition is what we need. Time is what we need. And we got this. Like, we're a team. We got this. And so that has been, like, just nice. And that's, like, you know, I'm I'm realistic. Jackson's crazy. But I feel like we can do it, you know? Right. And that's half of the battle. It's just, like, you literally feeling like, okay, we can do this. And it's going to get better as long as we stay consistent. Yeah. Like, being in the online class was, I think that was one of the things that it gave me versus the the self-guided of like the confidence of like, and just like the weekly check-ins forces you to look at how far you're coming. Like, look how far you're going and look how far, how much progress you're making. But also like, I don't know. It's just nice to have, like I was trying to, like trying to differentiate between the online class. I just feel like more hopeful after the course. Versus after, like, I felt like empowered after doing the self-guided and I feel more hopeful after doing the course. Oh my God. I love that yeah. feedback. That's so nice. Okay. So not, Rachel, it is really great. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So Elizabeth, if someone's listening, maybe they have a full throttle dog too. And they're kind of feeling like there's no hope. What would you tell them? Um, literally take it day by day. Take it minute by minute. Don't, you don't have to train all the time. You can manage and that is not a failure you do not have to be on all the time. Get those, those lick mats, get those Kongs going and take it one day at a time because like your patience is in this stage, your patience is the most important thing. So you need to be able, it was hard because Jackson had separation anxiety. So I couldn't leave. <laughs> we had to go through that too, but um, take breaks, whatever kind you can. I hide in the bathroom from her. A hundred percent honesty. I hide in the bathroom from my dog. So hide Sometimes in the bathroom. you just need a break. Yeah. Hide in the bathroom if you need to. <laughs> but yeah, do whatever you can to protect your patients because your dog needs it so much. Oh my God. And they're worth it. They're worth it with all their crazy. hundred percent. Oh my God. Thank you so much for joining me. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to share some exciting updates. I've gotten a lot of awesome messages and reviews and feedback on this podcast about how it has greatly improved your relationship with your dog. And please keep them coming. It brings me so much joy to hear those. I've gotten a couple of questions recently about how you can contribute to disorderly dogs. And while I love that this podcast is free to you and you can listen at your leisure, uh, let's be honest, things still cost money. So if you are interested in contributing to disorderly dogs, we now have an option for you to make a small monthly contribution so that the podcast can keep going and I can produce higher quality content. I can have great guests and definitely get to more listener questions. So if you are interested in contributing to this podcast, you can check out the link in the show notes to learn more. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.